Michael, it has been too long. I last held you in a sweet, sweet embrace. What? Oh Thursday God. evening. Almost, actually, it was Friday morning, uh, East Coast time. As we record, it is now Tuesday, midday for me. Mm-hmm. It's early in the morning for you. Uh, how, how's it going? Where are you? I'm in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Back in San Francisco. Uh, well, back in San Francisco proper. I spent the last <laughs> few days in... Um, well, then it's like the tree name place. What is it called? Redwood City. Redwood City. Thank you. Tree name mm-hmm. place, as they know. As, that's what the locals call it. Um, so, you know, I'm fully part of the society now. Uh, so tree, tree <laughs> name place is where I was. Casey, you're going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I am in a closet right now. It's the first time I've ever done this. Uh-huh. My desk is an ironing board. I've got like a whole thing going on. Because okay. we're in a hotel in San Francisco. Um, I feel like... I wasn't paying attention when I booked this hotel. Uh-oh. And we're on Market Street. Okay. Down by the Twitter office. Ah, lovely. So, you know, it's it's a beautiful hotel. It is kind of crazy. It is a wonderful hotel in a not-so-amazing part of San Francisco. Fair enough. Are there amazing parts of San Francisco, Mike? Yes, Fisherman's I'm Wharf. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That whole area is fantastic. Well, I'm mostly kidding. Nevertheless, so you're in the closet. Uh, is Adina in the room with you, or did you banish her to elsewhere? She's in the she's in the room, the main room area now. She's having breakfast, and I'm in here with you. Oh, she just shouted hi, which means she can 100% <laughs> hear everything. So that's good for everybody, I suppose. Wonderful. You know, it could just be that she's listening to the live stream. You don't know. That would be terrible, though, right? If she was listening <laughs> to the live stream and hearing me talk, and then like a, a second later getting the rest of it. Yeah, right. That, that must. This must be a terrible experience for her to be listening <laughs> to one half of a podcast, oh, and she's so listening sorry. to her least favorite analog host as well. So, oh, oh, that's very, that's very kind. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I am sorry for Adina only hearing one side of this conversation for the next week or two until she catches up on analog. But nevertheless, here we are. And I have to ask, you know, when I saw you last week, I told myself prior to seeing you, be gentle with Mike, be gentle with Mike, be gentle with Mike, be gentle with Mike. And then I proceeded to forget that the moment I saw you because I was so overjoyed to see you. And I think I gave you as much as I can, a pretty big bear hug. How's your Mm -hmm. back, man? It's not good at the moment. Um, The travel, we've been moving around a lot, you know, and also I would spend my week uh, helping Brad Dowdy out at the the, uh, San Francisco Pen Show, which was a lot of standing up and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit sore right now, moving from bed to bed, right? Going like hotel room bed to hotel room bed and all the differences there and moving suitcases around and lugging gear around for every now and then for live show related activities. It's, It's a bit sore right now. I will say it was very nice. We're going to talk about like, all of the Relay FM extravaganza stuff that we've been doing. But everyone's been very nice to me. You know, like people were very aware of my back and everyone's asking about it and people were being careful with me and stuff like that, which was, that was nice. Um, it was one of those times where I'm like, oh, it is a good thing that I share so much about my life on the internet because then people <laughs> will take care of me a little bit. And Adina's getting very mad at me because I'm not, uh, I'm not asking for help enough. This is something that she's been saying to me. She is correct. She's right, but I'm too British. Um, to ask for help <laughs> in certain circumstances. That's my problem. I feel like I'm putting everybody out, even though I have a pretty terrible back injury. Oh, that's funny. I will say as well, lots of people have been very nice. They've been reaching out and giving me advice. I know that people are trying to be helpful, but some people's advice is like, uh, this is going to be something you're going to deal with forever now. It's like, oh. Oh, thank you for that. 
thanks for the advice. The, the advice, when people tell me that, they do also give me good advice, but I don't want to know. You know, like I feel I prefer to not know that this is a, this is a problem that's going to come up forever and like every few years I'm going to get back pain again. But that's, I guess, something to look forward to. Delightful. So how was the pen show? Pen show was great. Um, San Francisco pen show was really lovely. It was very different to the other ones that I've done. It was very large, but the rooms all had like direct sunlight, which is rare for hotel ballrooms. So that made it a different experience. Um, We did a live show there too. So as well as the Relay FM family feud that we did for Connected, right? Like the big event. We also did a live recording of uh, the Pan Addict with the largest audience we've ever had for that. We had over 100 people crammed into a hotel room. Not room, room. Like not like in my room. (laughs) Like in a, in like a, again, like another ballroom type scenario. And uh, I've realized that I don't think I'm the kind of person who can do multiple live shows back to back. You don't say. Oh, well, you know, you never know. Like people do it, people tour. Or at least I feel like I was not set up in such a way that I was touring. You know, like, you know, like I think when you're touring, if you have that kind of thing arranged for you, uh, it is a different experience. You're kind of being like taken from place to place and you're being like, helped out and all other stresses are being taken away from you maybe i need that kind of environment i don't know but (laughs) the environment that we that was created of getting up the next day going to atlanta working the pen show with brad meeting lots of wonderful people then doing a live it didn't that was maybe pretty difficult for me to do those two shows back to back going all the way to atlanta the next day yeah that's tough Oh, did I say Atlanta again? I keep <laughs> yeah, thinking Atlanta. Atlanta I know, the, I know. the phrase Atlanta Pen Show is so buried into my brain that they kind of they just go together. Yeah, no, I'm just giving you a hard time. I totally know what you mean. But uh yeah, I, I you know, the closest analog, hey, that I have to that is when I was a tour guide at Virginia Tech. And what I ended up doing was you know, typically I would only do one tour every day or two or something like that. And the tours lasted about an hour. And, you know, you have to shout the entire time because you're talking to, you know, anywhere between five and 50 or sometimes even close to a hundred people. But then we would do, oh shoot, what were they called? Um, there was some event that we would do. I want to say open house, but that doesn't sound right anyways, but there would be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of potential students and parents with, with, you know, the university for a weekend. And basically what would happen is we would just run tours nonstop for like two days straight. And because of that, what ended up happening was I would do two or three or four or five tours, you know, all back to back in the span of a day. And not only was I energy destroyed by the end of it, but I was voice destroyed after like two of them. And you've seen this firsthand because you've seen me at like WWDC when I'm shouting a lot at like bars and stuff. And my voice is shot almost instantly. Now, granted, I, I was a younger man back then, and so I had a little more resilience. But uh, but yeah, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough putting yourself on that kind of display at all, much less doing it back to back on two consecutive days. And and I respect a lot that you, were, you and Brad were able to do that. Thank you. All right. So let's move on. Uh, before we talk about the celebration, there's a couple other pieces of follow-up and associated paraphernalia we need to take care of. Uh, first of all, there's something big happening next month, which is uh, by the time most of you hear this, this month, tell me what's going on in September. I'm super excited about this. So this September, you can join Relay FM in support of St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital in honor of Child Cancer Awareness Month, which runs throughout all of September. 
Childhood cancer remains the leading cause of death by disease for children under the age of 15. Children undergoing treatment for cancer and other life-threatening diseases often need transfusions, physical, and cognitive therapy. Your gift can help St. Jude provide the best care and treatment for patients. If you go to stjude.org slash analog, you can go and help save St. Jude kids. Again, that is stjude.org slash analog to donate now. Uh, so a little bit more on this. Relay FM is uh, St. Jude, uh, St. Jude's Cancer uh, Research Hospital, the Children's Research Hospital. We are their first podcast partner. Relay FM has entered into this wonderful, wonderful agreement and arrangement with uh, St. Jude, and we're going to be helping raise money throughout all of September. Uh, Relay FM is trying to raise seventy-five thousand dollars for St. Jude. Um, I want us to raise way more than that. Like that's what we're pledging, but I want us to raise way more. Um, and to help all of that on September 20th from 4 to 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, we're going to be at, me and Stephen are going to be at St. Jude and we're going to be live streaming on Twitch for those six hours um, <laughs> as the, the first ever Relay <laughs> FM St. Jude podcast-a-thon. So that's a huge thing that we're doing. Uh, you may also notice a bunch of um, assets, like a bunch of artwork things changing yellow to yellow. Uh, this month, that yellow, it's like that is the color for uh, children's cancer. Uh, like, you know, you have like the different cancers are different colors, like the, mm -hmm. the, the kind mm -hmm. of the, the fundraising awareness campaigns. We found out yellow is the color for children's uh, child for September, which is um, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So we're also changing a bunch of our color stuff, but we really, really would love your help. Um, so you can go to stjude.org slash analog and you can donate and every cent is put to incredible use at St. Jude. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful institution that we are so thrilled and honored to be able to support. Yeah, I just want to build on that. First of all, it's uh, slash analog, the British spelling, but really it doesn't matter. I don't care if we get credit no, it's, or not. it's not just, the British spelling. Don't worry about that. It is the spelling of our show. That's the name of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe we're going back to this after five years. <laughs> Here we are again. It's the name of the show. Everything, it's the name of the show. Everything old is new again. But regardless, honestly, neither Mike nor I care what URL you use. Uh, we'd prefer if you use something relay related, but ultimately just give, give these kids money. Please, please do it. Uh, um, you guys have been extremely generous when, you know, I went independent, when Mike went independent, and, you know, we're going to be okay. We're going to be just fine. I appreciate all that you've done, but if you have even but a dollar that you can throw in St. Jude's general direction, I, I think Mike and I would appreciate it uh, tremendously. And, you know, when when Relay was uh, was first doing this kind of casually, and, and certainly Stephen uh, before that, I, I always donated a little bit and felt good about it. But uh, over the years, even I have become... Involved implies that I'm actually in involved, which I'm not, but I've been uh, more and more enthusiastic is maybe a better word uh, in trying to help raise as much as we can for St. Jude. Um, you know, as I've gotten to know Stephen. You've done an incredible job with ATP and that's very, we're very thankful for that. Well, and we, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. And, you know, it's a, what, one of the little things we can do, but, you know, as we've gotten to know uh, the adult Hackett's better, I haven't had the pleasure yet to meet the, the kiddo Hackett's uh, quite yet, but as we've gotten to know both the adult Hackett's better, uh, it's clear to me what an incredible gift was given to that family and what an incredible gift we can hope and try to give back to St. Jude and to other families who are similarly afflicted. So please, it doesn't matter if it's only a dollar or two dollars. That's fine. That's fine. That helps. 
send a couple bucks their way, please. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, all, I know Mike will be donating. I will be donating. Um, and, and if, and if you, the listener could donate as well, it would mean, uh, quite a bit to the entire relay family, not just the Hackett. So I'm going to be putting the screws in on this a little bit more than you over the month, but like this is new <laughs> iPhone month. If you're buying a new iPhone, mm. you can give money to help stop children's cancer. Yep. I think that's right. A fair like, trade. Us listeners, we're going to have this fight over the next month. All right. <laughs> Brace yourself. Give the money. <laughs> Yep. So you can you can be absolved from all guilt. Uh, well, maybe not all, but some guilt by giving a little bit of money to St. Jude. And and we'll, we only have like one no, or two. I more. will personally absolve you of all guilt. Mm. That is my that is that is, that is my deal. gift to you. That is a good deal. You gotta you gotta jump Very on that. So uh, St. Jude dot org slash analog did i get that right st yep. org slash analog sure uh mm-hmm. then please throw some money their way if there's anyone on the planet that deserves your generosity i'd argue they should be top of the list so we will stop belaboring it for this episode expect to hear the speech again next episode uh but that's it for now thank you so much uh to st jude for letting all of relay participate in this so i'm really honored and that's extremely cool I have one last thing I want to ask of our listeners. God, we're very, uh, I want very more... needy today, the two of us. I know. Uh, this is this should this should be some kind of segment name. If Syracuse <laughs> created follow up, I don't know what this is, but like me neither. We, we, it's something just needy time. Uh, I want more relay your feels questions. So we're going to do the visualization technique that we have worked to great effect in the past. Because I know some people listening to this when they drive, when they're commuting, and they can't take out their phone and tweet us a question with the hashtag Relay Your Feels right now. So I want everybody listening to think of something they would like to ask me, me or Casey or both of us for a future episode, um, and to imagine the location that you are traveling to right now. So maybe it's your home, maybe it's a desk, maybe you're into a field somewhere. I don't know where you're going, but wherever you're going, imagine that location and think to yourself, as soon as I get to that location, picture it in your mind right now as soon as i get to that location i'm going to open my phone i'm going to open twitter i'm going to tweet hashtag relay your feels and then ask mike and casey the question so think of it think of that place when you get there send us that tweet excellent and brad the champion feel free to keep going but you can take a break you are the champion your no. championship no oh here no i'm breaks. trying to be i'm trying to be generous let the record show brad i'm trying to be generous and mike says no, no breaks Fair enough. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. It starts with a perfect suitcase, and they now offer a range of essentials that solve real travel problems as well. Away luggage is loaded with features. The carry-on comes in an array of colors with two sizes and two materials. It's lightweight, durable, and made to last for a lifetime of travel. It has a built-in compression pad to help you pack more and four 360-degree spinner wheels to guarantee a smooth ride. And the bigger carry-on is sized up to make the most of the overhead bin as well. Away suitcases are designed to last a lifetime. You get a 100-day trial on anything. Well, on everything, I should say, plus free shipping within the US, Europe, and Australia. Now, Casey, I uh, have in the past, I've used my away carry on to check, like, for not to check, sorry, like to have like a small, maybe I'm going on a trip like over a weekend or whatever, right? Or like I'm going on a very short trip, so I'll use my away carry on, I'll throw all my clothes in it, and I'm good to go, right? So that, that's kind of what a lot of people will use a carry on bag for. It's for your shorter trips, that kind of thing, or if you don't want to check a bag. Mm-hmm. But with my back problem, uh, I didn't want to carry a backpack. So on this trip, I've used my away carry-on to put all of my backpack stuff in. Ooh. And it's changed me. Yeah? It's changed me. I don't want to put anything on my back ever again. <laughs> I might be like two suitcase boy in the airport, but 
I really love having everything just to wheel around, to never have to carry anything on my back. And like I, I, I'm looking into this a little bit more. This might be a big part of my life going forward. I know it, it's like it's a bigger thing to carry two suitcases, but mm. oh boy, freedom, freedom. Yeah, I hear you. It's kind of wonderful. See, for domestic flights, we're allowed one personal item, like a backpack or laptop bag, and then one actual carry-on. And they get very perturbed if you have two suitcases anymore. So yeah, that's only probably going to work yep. for you for cross. Oh, I'm just uh, saying, like. Pfft. Who cares about personal item? Not me. <laughs> Not me. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, I will have to also interject and say, uh, by complete circumstance, uh, Brad, Dowdy, and I were on the same flight from Atlanta to San Francisco last week. And he spotted me with my green away carry-on suitcase and said, oh, just you wait until we go to baggage claim. Now, I didn't need to go to baggage claim because oh, yeah. I shoved everything into my away. Uh, and, you know, that, that, that polycarbonate outside uh, handled it no problem. But... As we arrived at the baggage carousel, sure enough, Brad took off a, I forget the actual away terminology, but in a way, suitcase, suitcase, and then in a way, yeah. mega suitcase again, and that's not the yes, name. the medium and the large. Thank you. There you go. The, the, the away large suitcase is one of the biggest things I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. And so Brad had one of those. So he had a large, a medium. I had the carry-on, and he might have even had a bigger carry-on. I don't recall. All in green. So we were matching suitcase boys. Ah, big green boys. Mm -hmm. Look mm -hmm. at you. Look yeah. at you too. How lovely. Indeed. All right. If you want to find out more, you can go to awaytravel.com slash analog and you can get $20 off a suitcase by going there and using the promo code analog during checkout. That is awaytravel.com slash analog and the promo code analog during checkout for $20 off a suitcase. Our thanks to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, Mike, five years has passed. This show is over five years old. The network is over five years old. I was crowned family future. No, I wasn't, but that's okay. No. We, you know, you can't win them all. I was crowned best founder. That's true. That is true. You were. I won the best founder competition. Mm -hmm. So tell me, how was the celebration? And perhaps we should start with your activities prior to the celebration. I got a tattoo. You already have one. Well, I got a second Relay FM tattoo. <laughs> Very on brand, Mike. Is it on? Is it on the same arm as well? Yeah, it's just below. Mm -hmm. Just course. below. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I'm the only person with a Relay FM tattoo. No one's ever shown me. By the time you're hearing this, maybe, because Steven's going to get it too this time. Well, this, this is what he said. He said that last time as well, but he, I actually heard him make the appointment <laughs> to get it done, which is not what he did the first time. Do you know where he's getting it? I think maybe his shoulder, but I'm not sure about that. We'll see. All right, fair enough. But uh, yeah, I have I have a new tattoo. I got the Relay FM fifth anniversary logo um, on my arm. I saw it. It looks very good. Memphis. Yeah, it looks very good. Uh, it was pretty well healed by the time I saw it, uh, which was good. And you had indicated to me that it was completely pain free. This one was up way more, and there's like a couple of reasons for it. I think people have told me because it's a little bit further down the arm, and like the further you go towards the wrist, the more it will hurt. Mm -hmm. And it felt like that there was way more. Like he was the guy was having to go over areas more than he did uh, than the first one that I had. So it was more painful. It's more painful to heal as well. Um, but it's it's looking pretty good. It's still in the healing phase, so it's like a just a tad. Uh, crusty, I guess would be the word to <laughs> describe. 
but I'm looking forward to it in its full glory. But it's funny now because I look at my old tattoo and I can see the color difference and it's kind of funny to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with this, with my combo now. I think it looked cool. Oh, that's excellent. I, I saw it. It does look good. Uh, I had thought you were going to do, and I'm not going to spoil the details, but I thought you were going to do something like Adina related. Yeah, we had a we had a change. We had a change. We, it, it, I was going to get something, and then we decided we didn't want to get that thing, and now we're working on something different. So, and Adina will be yeah. getting a matching or equivalent version. Is that the plan? I don't know. Maybe we could get one of those like best friend like tattoos, <laughs> so, like you put together and it says something. Who knows? <laughs> right, we'll right, see. Right. Fair enough. All right. So you had some time in Memphis and that sounds like it was good. Then we went to San Francisco and we had as a continuation of the summer of fun. Oh, I should tell you a story actually that I think you would enjoy. Yes, please. So when we were in Memphis, we had a meeting with uh, the St. Jude fundraising company or team. The fundraisers are called like there's like a separate organization called OLSAC, which is the fundraising arm for St. Jude. So kind of there's a separation between the two of them. I'm sure there's like a million political reasons why you have to do that, but like they're like two kind of companies that are independent but only work for each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably saying that wrong, but Olsac is the fundraising arm of St. Jude. And we had a meeting there. It's like a very corporate meeting, right? There was like nine people in the room. Like they were, tr- you know, we were just kind of all getting together. Steven's been doing these for a while and they wanted to have one while I was in town as well, just so we could all meet and go over some stuff. And as I sit down, like, was talking with one of the people there and they were like telling me about oh you know it's been really great i've been checking out a bunch of your shows and she was like oh and i've been enjoying bonanza (laughs) i pretty much turned to liquid melted through the floor and then i was never seen again (laughs) steven said it looked like i was just like sliding into my chair (laughs) as she was proceeding to tell me what she liked about bonanza Oh, that show is so much better than either of you think it is. But oh god, it, it, you're embar- both of you. But I don't want anyone to listen to it. Both your and Matt's embarrassment about Bonanza is almost my favorite part of Bonanza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Oh man, so but I thought you'd enjoy that. Yeah, how how you feel now, big guy? Terrible. Mm-hmm. All right, so then you made your way to San Francisco, and we did uh, the Relay FM Family Feud, and. I didn't know what to make of this whole extravaganza, but it actually ended up going really, really, really well. And I had a lot of fun. And I think it came off really well as well. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? I think like a lot of people in, in instances like this, they try and be like t- kind of defensive in a way. And, and they, they're like, oh, this could be a disaster. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, you might like, we may never do this again kind of thing to like, I think it's like shooting against it not being good. Right. So you kind of make a joke about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to do that so much personally because I feel like if I'm creating something, there's a reason for it. And I'm not purposely making something that I think is going to be bad because I don't think that doesn't jive with what I want to do because otherwise let's just make something good. With this specific event, I was convinced that we could do a good job. There was just a lot of stuff that I was nervous about, right? Like, is the technology going to work? How will the audience react to it? Will our hosts all be comfortable to be on stage in front of that audit group of people? Right. Like it was for me a different kind of live show because I felt like so much of it was out of my hands mm-hmm. because we had 20 people involved in the show. Right. So that was kind of how I felt going into it. I was very sure that we were going to put on a show that, that would be fun, but I wasn't sure how much. This was, without a doubt, my favorite live show that I've ever done. Oh, 
it was absolutely incredible from the moment we started everyone like people were going wild i remember i was standing because we had this like stage area by the way people have been asking for this there is this event was video recorded um this was something we were not planning we wanted but we we're not planning but the day before the event the studio the, the the studios where we were at we we're at a place called broadway studios like, do you want us to film this we have a three camera setup yes so we yes, said we yes do. It's been filmed. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, it was out. Or if it's not, it will be out. We we It's kind of in the hands of the venue. They are editing it. So when we get it, if it works, we will put it out. If for whatever reason it doesn't, we will update you. But people have been asking. We didn't talk about it because we it wasn't going to be. And then it has been. And then keep, people, people keep asking. So now we like Stephen was like, should we just say that we've... So people will stop asking. There was a video <laughs> and hopefully we'll be able to release the video. But anyway, so there's like a stage area, right? And me and Jason are standing backstage and Stephen goes out. He always does the intros because he presses record. It's like a kind of, kind of a funny thing, really. Somebody has to go out and press record because mm-hmm. Stephen runs all the audio from the stage. He does that for all the shows uh, because... That's what we want, right? Like we want to know that it's all okay. So when we do these shows, Stephen, we're on the audio. And he like got, went out and people started cheering. And then it got like louder. And I've never heard that before. So it was kind of wild. It was like there was a lot of cheering. And then the cheering got louder. And I looked at Jason and I was like, oh my. <laughs> right? Because this, this was a very, very different experience. It sounded way more to me like when I listened to The Adventure Zone or My Brother, My Brother and Me live, like people were going wild and the whole show, people are cheering, they're like laughing, shouting, right? Like good <laughs> in good ways, yeah, yeah. clapping the whole time because it was an absolutely incredible environment to be a part of and I couldn't have asked for a better show. Like, Every single one of our hosts did an incredible job. Like literally every single person added to the event, which is a wild thing to think of considering how many people there were. Um, I really enjoyed my involvement in the event because when me and Steven kind of picked the roles that we had, we were it was like, okay, we're going to give everybody else their time. You know, we're going to kind of stand in the back. But I was in, like basically the leading the scoreboard and I I basically was in control of the answers. So with the family feud, somebody would answer a question. Jason, who was the game show host, would say, well, was this the right answer? And I would basically say yes or no, effectively, right? Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed playing that role as basically Jason's glamorous assistant. And <laughs> you know, me and Jason have a very good chemistry and that worked really well for us. I loved that me and Steven got to compete in an event together. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... It could not have been happier with how this event went and it was in it was 100% due to how focused everybody was to put on the best show that they can they could and because of how engaged the audience was it needed both of those things otherwise it never could have been as good as it was and yeah so I was just absolutely overwhelmed and thrilled by the whole thing yeah I completely agree with everything you said uh, I thought it was a lot of fun uh, my particular team didn't do the best, but that's okay. That's all right. You know, you can't win them all. Uh, but yeah, I thought the audience participation, in the audience, they were kind of heckling, but that implies a negative spin. That's not at all what I mean. You were saying this earlier, you know, like they were shouting and, and 
I guess participating is almost a better way of phrasing it. You know, we were we were encouraging audience participation at many points in the show, so mm-hmm. like it was perfectly fine. It worked great. Yeah, and and if there was heckling, it was in the friendly, you know, haha way, not in the like yeah, get off the stage mm-hmm. kind of way. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like there are some moments of relay lore that were established during the event. I cannot imagine a time that I will see Matt Alexander and not say blue at some point or blue? another. <laughs> poor Matt. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but it was really good. Um, I, you know, Merlin leaning into some of the talk about rectifs and, and during the founders competition, I thought was quite funny. Uh, I don't just all of it was so good and, and I enjoyed it so much. And I know how much work that you and Steven, especially and Jason put into it. And, and I think it showed and I, and I think it went really, really well. At this point, I'm just waiting for the East Coast uh, rerun. You know, or not rerun, but redo, I guess. You know, let's let's do this in like New York or DC or something. I think it's time. I want to do more East Coast shows. I feel like you seem to forget that we did East Coast shows and you didn't show. So I don't know what to do for you. All right. You know, at the time I had a much busier schedule. Now I am more available. I'm just telling you. The king is ready. We did him. The king is All right, ready. We did we did two. So mm-hmm. but there's more. We have we have plans for more shows. I'm not going to tell you where they are, but we have plans for them. But I, you know, I think you might be excited. Um, we're not going to Virginia. <laughs> well, DC is, DC is close enough. I can do DC. We'll what see. about Raleigh? We'll Raleigh's, speak, Raleigh's got a big tech Speak scene. to the uh, senior, vice president. senior vice president of live events about that. All right. I will, start, I will start pitching to him. I will generate my PowerPoint slide deck as soon as we get off the call. PowerPoint. Today's episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You might think that nobody wants your online data or to snoop on you, but when you browse the web or anything to protect your privacy, you're risking hackers, ad companies, and more collecting your data. And it does happen to people like us every single day, which is why I recommend using ExpressVPN, because it runs in the background of your computer or phone, encrypting your data, hiding your public IP address. All you need to do is download the app, click the connect, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. It uses new cutting-edge technology called trusted server to make sure there's no logs of what you're doing online and cost less than $7 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. I'm in a hotel right now, Casey, so you can bet that I'm using ExpressVPN to make sure that the Wi-Fi that I'm connected to because it's a public and open network that I'm making sure that my stuff is protected. You can protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months for free at expressvpn.com slash analog. That's expressvpn.com slash analog for three months free of a one-year package. Take back your online privacy by going to expressvpn.com slash analog. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. May I tell you a little bit about some accessory things with the Relay celebration? I just wanted yeah. to I wanted to touch on a couple of things that I noticed uh, during this event. It's sort of the same struggle I've been finding myself in with WWDC for the last couple of years in that I have a lot of friends, as do you, in the San Francisco you know, Bay Area, and I really want to have time to see every single one of them. But at the same time, you know, left to my own devices, I would just schedule everyone and I would jam pack my days and be exhausted, but at least I would get to see everyone. But at the same time, I want to make myself available to like the spur of the moment. Hey, let's go to the ferry building and have lunch. And that balance stresses me out because I really want to do all of those things. This is one of the biggest issues with WWDC, right? Like the social obligation of WWDC is those exact things of like 
packing up with things you have to do and then trying to make yourself available for people that are, pop up and like, hey, let's get a coffee and talk about this thing. Exactly. And I, I'm happy to report that I think I did a pretty decent job of walking that line this time. Good so, work. So I, it's, probably, uh, it's, an, it's probably an easier environment to do it in. Right. Yeah, I think so. You know, because there's a lot less obligations on my time. You know, the, officially speaking, there was a thing that we were involved with 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 Jason Snell and a bunch of others, and then there was the event. And so officially, I was fairly open, but unofficially, I didn't know what everyone would be getting into. And I was really pleased. Uh, I was able to get a good friend of mine. I convinced a good friend of mine to pick me up from San Francisco, the the airport that is, and bring me to my hotel. And then we were able to go to uh, Samovar, actually, which I believe you've frequented in the past. At Yerba Buena, uh, that tea lounge, and we had a really lovely lunch together. Uh, another friend of mine, I uh, it compelled me, uh, much to my dismay, compelled me to join him at a cigar bar, uh, which was right around the corner from our hotel, huh. which I was really not keen on because I, then all the clothes I had were going to be completely stinky. They were going to end up stinking up my whole suitcase, except not because I was using it away and it had a laundry bag, which was excellent. But be that as it may, uh, I didn't want my whole suitcase to get stunk up and I didn't really want to be up that late the day before the show. Um, but but he was coming from you know way down in the Apple neck of the woods and for him to come all the way up into the city proper, I felt like, well, if he's going to do that, you know, quid pro quo, let me let me meet him on his turf and we'll go to a stupid cigar. It was actually a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, in no small part because of the company, but um, I tried some kind of cigar, which is only the, I don't know, fourth or fifth time I've ever done that in my life at most. And certainly the only time I've ever done it with a nice cigar and not something that's like a piece of junk. And it was actually quite enjoyable. I did smell like garbage afterwards, but it was quite enjoyable. Mm. Mm. Uh-oh, you do not approve. I, wonder if this, I just wonder if this is one of the, these things that like, you say in public, and then you realize you made a mistake later on. Why is that? Well, you know, I, I can imagine there being people who have lots of feelings uh, about the health implications oh, sure. of uh, smoking anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's totally fair, and this is, I mean, I have not had a cigar, even like a crappy gas station cigar, I haven't had one in my mouth in probably 10 plus years, and honestly, it might be another 10 before I do it again. It was a mm -hmm. extremely rare occurrence, but I bring it up to say, this is kind of building on what you were talking about earlier, you know, with the live show, I think we were all kind of like, okay, I hope this is all right, and with this, I was kind of like, okay, I hope this is going to be enjoyable, uh, but I, I, both the live show and and this visit with my dear friend at the Cigar Bar both ended up being really, really lovely. Lovely, and and I'm really really glad uh, that I that I that I did all of the above, and then I was available for spur of the moment stuff like you know when you said hey let's go to the ferry building for lunch, you know I don't know how many people you had told about that, but you know we were able to get quite a party out there. Uh, unfortunately, apparently they were drilling to the center of the earth while we were eating outside. That was so funny. <laughs> was, that was so funny. So we, 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 at, we were at the ferry building, which if you've never seen it, it is like an active, you know, ferry building from what you said, Mike. You can get commuter boats from there. Right. So when we were here last year for our honeymoon, we went to the ferry building a lot because they have a lot of really great food places, which Casey is going to talk about in a second. But we also got the ferry there to go out to Sausalito mm -hmm. for the day. Yeah, so you know, we we go and it, it seems like the perfect crowd pleasy sort of place to get a nice casual lunch, right? Everyone can get what they want. You don't have to agree on let's all get American or Indian or Mexican or what have you. Super nice food koi type. Yeah, feel, exactly. You know? And I ended up getting fish and chips, which you explained to me was not actually fish and chips. We'll talk, we can talk about that if interested in a moment. But we all go outside because there's not an overabundance of seating there. And we go outside where there's a pretty good selection of seating. And you know, it's San Francisco, so most times a year the weather's beautiful, and it was that day as well. 
but we all sit down outside and then I swear to you, I guess there was like some sort of construction going on, probably 50 yards from where we were sitting, but it really and truly sounded like somebody was trying to drill to the center of the earth. And so I was like screaming to Sean Blanc, who was sitting about three feet away from me. It was very, very loud there. <laughs> Without <laughs> shadow it out. It was very, very loud. After a little indeed. while, uh, Underscore looked at us and very politely in the Underscore way said, look, I can't do this anymore. I got to go. And then he waited inside for all of us to finish our food. It was quite funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I had some very tasty fish and French fries, as you explained to me. It was not chips because they are not what I yep. call steak fries. Uh, you had said those would be, be called French fries even in your neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. Because they were like the super skinny chips. Mm -hmm. So they were fries, yeah. like what you'd get in McDonald's. In indeed. But it was People very would call those chips, but like I don't think of them as chips. Chips are like a thicker thing. That's fair. Uh, they were and, fries. And so it was very good, and, and I really enjoyed it. And then one very quick thing I wanted to point out was before the show, actually I think it was, was it right after the ferry building? Uh, we all split up and kind of went our own ways. And we had somewhere between, I don't know, one and four hours before. Well, I did. You probably had a lot less time. But I had between like one and four hours b before the show. And typically the Casey modus operandi for that sort of, you know, four or five hour window is to find somebody else to hang out with. But, but I was kind of tired. I'd been at the Scar Bar the night before. <laughs> and so I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to leave super early the following morning to get back home. I'm just going to like pack and just chill. Maybe I'll take a nap. And that's what I did. And it was delightful. And it's funny how, and I think this is true of everyone, but particularly once you have small children and doubly so when you're working from home, it was incredible to just sit there and kind of like watch a little bit of Netflix and then take a little snoozer and then get up and go to the event. It was delightful. Netflix and chill. Yeah, Netflix and, Netflix and chill, indeed. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was great. And I really enjoyed that. And all I could think of was, holy smokes, I wish Aaron had this opportunity ever. <laughs> so uh, when she hears this, you know, hopefully she'll take they'll take me up on it. There are things that you can do about that. Indeed, I have begged her on about a billion occasions to go anywhere other than home for time for herself. Not that we don't love her to death, not that we don't want her here, but just to give her a chance to breathe and not have all three of her children, yourself included, <laughs> you know, pawing at her and uh, asking her for things. So, uh, so I keep trying, and maybe one of these days I'll succeed. But I just wanted to point out that it was, uh, it was pretty good. It was nice to have a little bit of time by myself, and something that I think. I forget, particularly during like Dub Dub Week, is it is important and useful to take a breather. I don't know if I classify myself as an introvert or extrovert. I, I've never really gotten a read on it. I like both. I like being by myself and I like being around people. But I do think that it is useful. And I think I should take a note for myself that I need to leave a little bit of time at least once or twice during the week to just breathe and be by myself. And I don't know, mm -hmm. I don't know how that works for you or for Dina for that matter, but I, I recommend it for those, even those who like, you know, being in front of people and like seeing your friends, take a little while to, to just breathe. A long time is important. Indeed. I guess the last thing I wanted to mention, this was the first time that Adina got to see me do any live shows. Yes! She got to see two oh, in two I'm days. I'm so selfish. I didn't even think to ask. I'm so sorry. That's all right. I didn't ask you about your stuff. You brought your stuff. I'm bringing my stuff. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, it's probably weird. She can probably still hear me. I don't know. I, don't know. She, I would like to think that she's probably listening to something else at this point or has left the hotel room. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, but it, it was it was very nice for me to be able to be standing on the stage and look out and see her in the audience. Like, I've never had that experience before. So it was it was just, it was like a calming thing. Um, it was really nice. It was genuinely really nice. Like I said it on the live show, but she was the like the driving force for me to be able to feel comfortable enough to start this whole thing in the first place anyway so 
it was just like a really nice thing to be able to have her there, especially for that show. Yeah. But it was good because I felt like I did a good job in that show. So I was happy <laughs> that she got to see it. Right. Because sometimes, sometimes I've done stuff where it's like, oh, you know, I wished I could have done this a little bit differently. Sure. I wished I would have done it. But like, I didn't really feel that after the, the show. So at all, actually. So it was really nice. And to be able to see such a big production and all that kind of stuff was kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really, it was a really nice thing. And I hope that she will. I hope that that kind of experience has made her want to do more of these things, you know, like to be totally. there for more of this type of stuff. So I hope so, but we'll, we'll see. Yep, I totally hear you. And I, I, one quick question with regard to that. I noticed when Aaron was there for ATP Live at Dub Dub, I was in no small part performing for her, if that makes sense. Like I felt like I was looking to her for maybe validation, maybe enjoyment, just trying to make sure that she was enjoying herself and having fun and, 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 appro and approving sounds so negative. You know what I mean though? Like just, I, I felt like so much of my energy was focused on, I want her specifically to have a good time, you know, because the, I, I figure that most of the people who are there who have paid to come see us, uh, you know, will probably enjoy the show, but I really wanted Aaron to have fun. You know, I really wanted her to enjoy it. Did you feel that way mm -hmm. with Adina? At points, like I would be looking to make sure that it looked like she was enjoying herself, mm -hmm. but I think there was a difference in the, the content of our show is was more generally entertaining. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like maybe there was like a little part in your brain which is like, I know she's not going to enjoy the content of this <laughs> sure. show. <laughs> right, right, so right. So like, I feel like I have to like put on a bit of like a monkey show, like a song and dance type thing. Yeah. But like, because ours was more kind of general interest, I was more, it, it, I was not concerned because it's a game show, right? You, you don't really need to care about what the questions are sure. because you can enjoy the answers and the way that people present it. It's like I wasn't worried about uh, not enjoying the content, mm -hmm. but um, I would every now and then, like if I was doing something where I thought it was particularly funny or whatever, I would want to see if she was laughing. So That's that was a nice that was a nice thing. I was very happy to have that, actually. Mm -hmm. All right, should we take our final break and we'll finish off the episode with some Relay Your Feels? Yes, please. I'd like to thank Pingdom for their support of this show. We love Pingdom over here at Relay FM. But while you've been listening to the show, how would you know if your website had gone down? Would you know if your customers or your visitors could not click that buy now button or read your most recent blog post? You might stumble across the problem by luck. You might get an email. You might get a tweet saying, hey, this isn't working, but that's no good. You need a system. Systems are important. You need something to tell you that everything is running smoothly on your website and more importantly, when it isn't. So you need Pingdom because they will let you know the moment your website goes down in whatever way is best for you. It's super smart too. They're going to get you the information you need to solve the issue and it will be sent to whoever needs it, whether that's one person or your whole team. Pingdom are dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable for everybody. They use more than 70 global test servers to emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every minute. All Pingdom needs is your URL and they'll take care of the rest. Don't risk being the last to know about something on your website breaking and start monitoring your site today by going to pingdom.com slash FM for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use the code ANALOG at checkout to get an amazing 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. We have the return of Brad the Champion. So uh, Brad has offered up some questions for us, and I will get us started. Mike, what's the worst gift you've ever received? This is a difficult question. Because this gift was a gift that had some thought behind it, but it was kind of poorly applied. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a clock this with a bunch of time zones on it. Okay. So it was like London and New York, San Francisco, 
and another place. I don't remember the actual place itself, but like somewhere kind of in the central time zone. Because this was many years ago. This is maybe like seven years ago. And it was bought for me by somebody at that point. It was like, oh, well, you know, you work with all these people around the world. This might be it. And it was like, okay, I see what you're doing. But like the clock was super not nice looking. It was just like a piece of soap, like aluminium with these clock faces on it. And they were written in like just black text underneath the name of the place. And it was like this super long clock. And it's like, I get what you're going for, but this isn't what I want. <laughs> and and that, that was a, an, a, a particular gift exchange where I had put a lot of time, thought, and expense into the gift. And this looked like to me that they basically went to a gift store and was like, mm, that'll do. It was like a super weird gift. It was very strange. It was one of those things where it was like, this feels like a very misplaced thought. So that maybe one of the worst gifts because I was expecting like in that instance this was supposed to be like a big year and uh, I was kind of disappointed Casey. Yeah, I hear that. Um, in terms of worst gift, it's tough. Uh, you know, m- most people in both our lives I think are very good about giving us pretty good gifts. Um, I will you say... You need to answer because I answer. I, I know, know there's something. I know. So, um, a couple of things that spring to mind uh, my, uh, so some very good friends of ours, uh, were traveling a lot before kids and they would go places and get us like things from the place they went, which was very kind of them. And I can't remember specifically what they got for us, but I remember them coming home with a thing and me looking at Aaron and Aaron looking at me after they had gone home or we had gone home or whatever. And being, being like, what, why would we want this? And I wish I could tell you specifically what it was. I can't remember. But, um, uh, convenient. But, but there was, no, I really mean it, but I'll give you a specific example of something different in a second. Uh, but th- yeah, they, they, and they did this to us like three or four times. Like they would get us these things that I know they meant well, I know they were trying to be kind. And then like you said, you know, sometimes there would, you could tell there was thought behind it, but then I would look at it and be like, I don't want this at all. Uh, and then the other example I can think of, uh, this past Christmas, I really, really, really wanted a second set of Mack Weldon sweatpants. They are not sponsoring this episode. I don't know if, you've, if they've ever even sponsored analog, but uh, I got the sweatpants as a freebie because they sponsored ATP. And I think I'd heard from you, Mike, and others uh, that Mack Weldon sweatpants are the real deal. And let me tell you, they're the real deal. I don't like the elastic on the ankles, and these have elastic on the ankles, but they're still the most comfortable darn sweatpants in the world. Well, anyway... I really, really, really wanted a second pair of Mack Weldon sweatpants. And that to me is a perfect gift because they're not cheap and I really wanted one. And I thought, oh, then maybe somebody else could do it. And, you know, I won't have to feel bad about having spent the money. And so my mother-in-law got me not Mack Weldon sweatpants. She was like, oh, I saw these sweatpants on, uh, on your Christmas list and they were like really expensive. So I got you these instead. And I was like, thanks. Appreciate it. And I don't know if I kept them or not, but I felt terrible because what am I going to be like? No, I, I, I don't want your regular sweatpants. I want my snooty sweatpants, you know, <laughs> like what do you do there? But oh man, the Macworld ones are so good. They're so good. All right, let's move on. Mike, what is or was your go-to arcade game? Time Crisis. Hmm. This is the uh, shooting game, right? We have the gun and the pedal and there's multiple, you can have multiple people playing at once. I always have enjoyed Time Crisis. Did, was there some of that going on at your bachelor party? I don't recall. I feel like I, I definitely played Time Crisis. I think I played it with uh, Tom and Dan. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, uh, I did enjoy Street Fighter and NBA Jam when I was a kid kid. Uh, but the most I think I probably got into were both Cruising USA, surprise, surprise, car racing game. Well, 
sort of. It's a very arcadey car racing game. And uh, Hydro Thunder, which was basically cruising USA but boats, uh, both of those I quite loved and would put way too much money into them just because I found them so darn entertaining. I really enjoyed, by the way, you referencing the, uh, uh, what is it, Thunder in Paradise show? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. That's right in your wheelhouse with Mr. Hulk Hogan. I never saw it. Um, but I, there is a, a YouTuber, like a wrestling YouTuber, like that I enjoy, and he did a review of it once. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Oh man, I bet that his thing is kind of like breaking things down. Uh-huh. Um, and he did a really good job of like breaking down how crazy Thunder in Paradise is as a TV show. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well because that's very funny. I should rewatch like at least one episode. I haven't in. 20 years i would but. recommend watching this and then <laughs> reevaluate then, then you yeah take a break it's only a 20 minute uh video so it's worth watching oh man all right victor writes what made you guys follow a tech career was there any childhood story or moment that defined your choice i feel like we've probably answered this in the past but it's been a long time so mike i don't know if i have oh really hmm. um my my uncle was my uh inspiration he was always very interested in technology you know like he would always have the things first right and he worked in telecoms um for a long time and and then was able to continue that career he's retired he just recently retired but he's worked for like a lot of big telecoms companies and including smartphone makers as well and he was always interested in technology and it's still something that we share but he i used to i still do and i I looked up to him you know and i think that it helped him form my kind of love for this stuff you know like he i remember when he had a he bought like a a home stereo mp3 player Mm -hmm. like before the ipod Mm -hmm. right like it was like it it could have a hard drive and you could put it would rip your cds right as a cd player but it rip your cds i had one of those i remember that like he had the um matrix phone oh yeah 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 that was only in europe i think i don't think they ever made it to the states but i know exactly what you're talking about and he had that like um there was this sony ericsson phone that had like a stylus it was like a touch just before the iphone like he had all that kind of stuff like he always had things first um he bought me once a uh pager watch really it's a watch that had a pager in it yeah it was crazy so stuff like that like he was always there like in technology and then i kind of i think i followed him in that uh and now i'm the one who uh who who knows more i guess because it's my life now (laughs) indeed so i'm going to attempt to do a little bit of foley work we'll see how well this turns out so i'm paging through and or i can drop this volume on the desk that is the disc operating system 3.3 reference guide this is the ibm version of dos not ms dos but ibm pc dos when i was a kid i um would often bother my dad with questions about how do I start a game or how do I do this or how do I do that or I want to copy this file how does that work and you have to understand you know DOS is like you know the terminal in in modern computers you know it's all the command line there's no user interface or no graphical user interface I should say and it was very very hard to understand and my dad after having been pestered for the billionth time by me asking these mundane questions often the same one over and over again Eventually, he just said to me, just, yeah, just just, read the book. And he hands me the Disk Operating System 3.3 Owner's Manual in a, in a fit of desperation. And I read the book. And I feel like I understood probably a third of it. But nevertheless, 
I think that to me was the turning point at age, I don't know, like eight or 10 or something like that. That was the turning point at which I realized, no, this technology stuff really, really does rev my engine. And this is probably where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I found the, uh, the watch, the, the, oh, yeah? the pager watch. Yeah. It's, I found like the super weird website. That's like some eBay reselling website, mm-hmm. but it was a Swatch watch. Oh, that's very cool. I can't find anything else other than this one page, but I'll put it in the show notes in case people are interested to see. This does not look like it has a pager in it. That is something that li- else. The little screen is the pager. This is also hideous to look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super terrible. Oh, man, that's very cool. That is super, super cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, what was the first podcast you remember consistently listening to? I feel like this came up very recently on the uh, live show. Yeah, it did. And I left it in because I wanted to ask you. So mine was uh, Dignation. Uh, what was the first podcast that you remember consistently listening to? I think Build and Analyze. And I think that was my entry oh, yeah. into podcasting as a consumption, as a consumer was, you know, my friend Marco was doing a podcast and it was about, you know, software development, which is something I was doing for a living at the time and still am. And so I thought, well, let me give it a listen, see what happens. And as, you know, the, the tale is old as time, you know, I started with Build and Analyze and I kept hearing about Hypercritical and then I listened to Hypercritical and I kept hearing about the talk show and then I listened to the talk show and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And so... Uh, it was because of Marco and Build and Analyze that I got into consuming podcasts and because of Marco and John and you that I got into creating podcasts. Well, I'm, I'm pleased. <laughs> I, I, I am too. Mike, I know you're going to have a lot of answers for this question. Please try to be cognizant of the time. What command line tools do you love? Oh, man, like brew. You know, like I love to, to brew. Oh, and don't even get me started on uh, my favorite video uh, FFmpeg tools and, and all those things that I like to use all the time. Indeed. Uh, the sick thing is, hand to God, I am not making this up. My two thoughts for things that I love are FFmpeg and to a small degree brew. Um, See, I, look at that. I knew it. See, I know. I listen to you. See, I, am, I listen to you. I am a little bit scarred by this. Uh, we are simpatico in a way I was, I was not previously aware. Uh, no, FFmpeg, I don't recall what it stands for something, something uh, MPEG. But anyways, it's a tool that lets you modify, chop up, uh, create, transcode, and do all sorts of banana stuff with video files. And I have used FFmpeg in about a zillion different ways for a zillion different reasons. Uh, oftentimes that don't make any sense at all, but it's the tool I know. And, you know, it's it's a hammer. So everything I have, every problem I have looks like a nail. Uh, it is incredible. And I have used it innumerable amounts of time. Uh, Brew or Homebrew is a is a tool that lets you download other command line tools such as FFmpeg. Uh, I have mixed feelings about it, but it is it does hold an important spot in my tool chain because that is my access point to other tools. But yeah, uh, FFmpeg is my favorite Swiss Army knife of all time and can do almost anything. And I actually put a blog post about it. Uh, I put, put up a blog post about it years ago and we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, but it is incredible what you can do with FFmpeg. And if you've ever wanted to do anything with with really video or audio media, come to think of it, uh, with any any sort of media that has a timeline to it, you can probably do it with FFmpeg. Oh, and I should also say uh, YouTube DL, YouTube download. That is an odd name because it downloads from many other things other than YouTube. But if you ever wanted to save a copy of something, 
uh, for yourself for use later, perhaps on a plane or perhaps, you know, to add to Plex or something like that. YouTube download is also very incredible. I'm pretty sure I put up a post about that. If so, I'll uh, put that in the show notes too. Uh, one of my favorite uses for YouTube download, which is actually leveraging FFmpeg under the hood, is let's say somebody's broadcasting a live stream on, I've never tried it with Twitch, but Twitch or YouTube or maybe even some other service. Oftentimes, if you catch it as it's being streamed, you can use YouTube DL, YouTube download and FFmpeg to actually save that that stream so you can watch it again later. And my favorite example of this, and I promise I'll shut up, my favorite example of this is a couple of years back when that god-awful stuff happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, there was a concert put on by Dave Matthews and Friends, and it was this six-hour mega event where also Coldplay was there, uh, The Roots, Pharrell, um, Chris Stapleton, Ariana Grande, uh, Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake's performance and that show was phenomenal. And so I recorded it, you know, using YouTube DL and or FFmpeg. And that six hour concert film is one of my favorite concerts to just have on, you know, audio or video around the house. Like the entire thing from start to finish is just phenomenal. And to my knowledge, it doesn't exist anywhere. I mean, I'm sure somebody has it, but I don't, I've, I've never found all six plus hours on YouTube or anything like that. So to, for the purposes of my perspective, I am the only person alive that has it. And it's all because of these command line tools.